Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops. Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Sr.'s Million Dollar Jalapeno Hot Sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops, and those barbecued ribs. Tommy Cairo. And when I walk down that aisle this Saturday night at the ECW Arena, I want each and every one of you to rise, get up off your feet, and pay homage to my new manager, the Virgin Princess Angel. and welcome to Wrestling Rewind. I am your host, Angel Amoroso, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. Hey, what's happening? That's right. If you're here, I'm here. That's right. <laughs> it's that's all about Wrestling Rewind, baby. And uh, to this week, we have another episode of Wrestling Archives. And this week, we are going to get into the language of professional wrestling, uh, which is a glossary of professional wrestling terms. So let's uh let's share the screen and get right into that. We got us on the screen there. And this is uh per Wikipedia, if anyone wants to look it up after we'll see how they are. yes, yes. 
So, let me let me just move this closer. Professional wrestling has occurred. Uh, all right, sorry about that. Professional wrestling has occurred. Occurred a considerable amount of jargon throughout its existence. Much of it stems from the industry's origins in the days of carnivals and circuses. In the past, professional wrestlers used such terms in the presence of fans uh, so as not to reveal the work nature of the business. So, okay. In recent years, widespread discussion on the internet has popularized these terms. Many of the terms refer to the financial aspects of professional wrestling in addition to in-ring terms. So we're going to start off with the letter A. Let me ask you a quick question. Does anybody, uh, whenever you're in recently, the most recent times you've been in any wrestling company, does anybody ever still give you that stupid handshake? The two finger thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they they do that more often now. As as a matter like, of when fact, when are you gonna stop that? It's so stupid. Listen, I never met like Manny Fernandez. Don't grab your two fingers. <laughs> we just do a regular handshake and don't squeeze. That's all. Right. Okay. So we're on to a. Uh, all right. Show a wrestling event where a company's biggest draw wrestles. Compare B shows and oh, C shows. Show, right. An A show. Uh, a, a team. A group of wrestling pr- promotions, top stars who wrestle at the A show compare to the B team. Okay. Abort. To suddenly discontinue a feud, angle, or gimmick to, due to the lack of fan interest or some other uh, caveat like injury injury Caveat. usually without it, it explanation no, uh, no, no. I don't hear that too much now ace is a term typically only used in japanese um pure south thank you for a wrestler uh desi- designated as the face of the promotion and not necessarily at the top hmm uh, or the champion examples of aces include um Hayabusa in Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, Hiro, Hiroshi Tanahashi in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mayu Iwatani from World Wonder Ring Stardom, and Kento Mayahara in All Japan Pro Wrestling. So next is the agent which is a manager, a management employee, often a former wrestler, though it can be a current wrestler who helps wrestlers set up matches, uh, plan storylines, give criticism on matches, and relay, uh, relay instructions from the bookers, agents, and uh, often act as the liaison between wrestlers and high-level management, and sometimes may also help in training uh, young, the younger wrestlers, and they are referred to as uh, WWE as producers and by AEW as coaches. So everyone refers to them differently, I suppose. I and think a lot of times they're stooges. That's what I think. 
<laughs> okay. And that's, I'm sure we'll get to stooge under the letter S. And then we have uh, the word alliance, which is a, co- a cooperative relationship developed between two or more wrestlers, whether wrestling as a tag team or in individual matches, uh, differentiate, differentiates from a stable and a faction as the wrestlers are not packaged together, but are presented as a group of individuals working together for a common short-term goal. Alliances are formed uh, for the specific for this specific purpose of retaining titles between the members of the alliance or to counter a specific foe or group of foes. The formation uh, in alliance can be a storyline of its own. I wanted to be a misfit. They wouldn't take me, though. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> kind of. Well, you were kind of a misfit. Yeah, so, I was definitely. And then we have the Andre shot, which is a camera trick by which a wrestler is made to appear larger by placing the camera below the wrestler and shooting upward, uh, named for Andre the Giant, a frequent subject of uh, such a camera shot, which he did not need. But... The shot is great when you take it because it really does make guys look gigantic. The biggest problem with Andre was they made him, they said he was 7'4", but then he's standing next to a 6'9 guy and are almost the same size. <laughs> right, right. Well, the camera shot, it, it, it did it good and, you know. Yeah. Okay, and then we got the word angle. A fictional storyline, an angle usually begins when one wrestler attacks another physically or verbally, which results in revenge. An angle may be as small as a singles match or a vendetta that lasts for years. It is not uncommon to see an angle become uh, rectan due to its not getting over with the fans or if one of the wrestlers currently involved in the angle is fired. Aftermag. Oh. Yeah, so next we have Aftermag, an old-style uh, professional wrestling magazine that sticks to kayfabe articles. The term refers to magazines at one time connected to journalist Bill Apter, such as Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So. <laughs> uh, and next we have Audible. Uh, Audible is a message delivered from backstage either to the referee using the earpiece or the commentary team using their headsets, instructing the wrestlers and the other on-screen talent on what to do, uh, usually in order to work. That would drive me nuts. That's yes. crazy. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, know that's... you get in here. You get in here then. And let me shout in your ear while I'm trying to work. Great. Right, right. Okay, and then we're moving on to B. The letter B. B show. Uh, Let's see. A wrestling event featuring the middle and lower level talent of a wrestling promotion sometimes includes well-known wrestlers making a return or finishing up their career compared to the A show or the C show. And then we have the B team, which is the group of wrestlers on a B show. Frequently, the B team will wrestle at a venue the same night wrestlers on the A team are wrestling in, uh, you know, just a different event. Mm-hmm. Although promotion will sometimes schedule on a, a, an event with the B team wrestlers to test new markets compared to the A team. Baby faces, you know, and whatnot. So beatdown, B 
Beatdown is uh, an angle in which a, a wrestler on a wrestler or other performer is the recipient of what one-sided beating, sometimes with brief false comebacks, usually by a group of wrestlers or after being lured into a compromising position. Bicycling. Never heard of this one. Yeah, uh, it's an old term. Okay, a now obsolete practice used in the territorial area in which television tapes were distributed to stations with the promoter's territory. Okay. Blading, juicing, gigging, getting color, a wrestler intentionally cutting themselves or more rarely allowing themselves to be cut by the opponent or referee to provoke bleeding to sell the opponent's offense. Oh, both got plenty of those pictures. They always sell better than everything else, too. Of course, everyone wants to see violence and blood, and that's why kids they want the bloody ones. Of course, it's blood is the most interesting part of the show. Sometimes, as as we learned, and then we have the blind tag. A blind tag uh, is a tag made in a tag team match where the wrestler on the apron tags their partner unbeknownst to them or without their consent, like slapping them on the chest. A tag where the tagger's opponent is unaware has occurred, leaving them open to blindsided attacks as they attempt to attack the wrestler who has been tagged out. Most often occurs when the partner is in the ring and is thrown into the corner. Um, That's really at that point, they're getting ready to, to feud with each other. It's just a, a, right before, you know, the guy starts getting aggravated. I come to tag you. You're not there. You're tagging me without me knowing it. And then it's a breakdown, and then they're, they're feuding. Right. Now, this next term, I, okay. I got to say, I've never heard. Blowjob? Referring to an attractive male wrestler used to attract groupies to the event? No. I don't know where that is. No, I, that might be a joke just added in there. Maybe. I don't think that's. I've never heard of it. I've heard of blowjob, but not in, not in those yeah, terms. Not in that matter. Not right. Uh, maybe yeah. that's the higher ups use that as some kind of gay code. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so the next we have blown spot is see miss spot, which is the same thing. Uh, a blow off is the final match in a feud while the, the involved wrestlers often move on to newer feuds, sometimes in its final match in the promotion for one or more of the wrestlers. So Usually on your way out, you're, you're not over. Exactly. And then we have blow up. It's to become extremely exhausted during a match. It's like when you're sucking wind and you can't breathe anymore, pretty much to elaborate yeah, on that. Like, right. And then we have a term, bonzo gonzo, which is an ending used in tag team and other multi-party matches in which all wrestlers are in the ring and the referee cannot restore order. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard the term. We'll ask some of our uh, referee friends if they've ever heard of it, maybe. Okay. You're right. And then we have a book, booker, or booking to determine uh, and schedule the events of a wrestling card. The person in charge of setting up matches and writing angles is the booker. It is the wrestling equivalent of uh, a screenwriter. A booker can also be described as someone who recruits and hires talent to work in a particular promotion. The United States District Court uh, for 
the United States Southern Court for the <laughs> Southern District of Ohio defined a booker in 1956 as any person who, for a fee or a commission, arranges, sorry about that, with a promoter or promotions for a performance of wrestling, wrestlers or ex wrestling exhibitions. Uh, booker is also the term a wrestler uses to describe a scheduled match or appearance on a wrestling show. You can I, usually recognize him by match. the fact that he's wearing a belt. Uh, <laughs> right, right. That's the booker. He must be the booker. Right. So then we got boom, boom, boom. A match segment often near the end of the tag team or multi-party match when competitors perform their signature moves in quick succession. Boom, now, boom, I don't boom. know it that way. I know it like we're in the back and I'm saying, you shoot me in, boom, boom, boom. Right, that's exactly. That, that's how I know boom, boom, boom. And right. In the uh, movie The Wrestler, when they're in the back, Lloyd says that. Because I'll, you know, I'll say you need to clothesline, boom, boom, boom. Meaning we but, don't have to call all that. We'll just, whatever. Right, right. You got the main parts. You fill it in. That's boom, boom, boom. Exactly. And then we got botch, the word botch. Something usually a scripted move or spoken line, which does not go as planned due to mistakes. So that's a botch, as we all know. We've all had botches. And then we have Brett. Yeah, rope. The second rope of the wrestling ring, the middle rope, often considered the most dangerous rope, named after the wrestler Bret Hart, who frequently stuck from this rope. Hmm. I'm, I, well, I've never by his, like hanging by his feet or something. I don't know what they mean. I I guess so. The, who frequently struck from this? Oh, so he might have used it to to stand on. You know, and come down on a guy for the extra okay. leverage. Okay. So, yeah. all right then. <laughs> a Broadway, moving on, uh, or going Broadway, is a match that ends in a time limit draw. A time limit draw. It's as easy as that. Uh, let's see. The word bump, the most famous word in professional wrestling is to fall on the mat or the ground. A flat back bump is a bump in which a wrestler lands solidly on their back with high impact uh, spread over as much surface as possible. A phantom bump occurs when a wrestler or referee takes a bump without plausible reason, usually due to a botch or other mistake. Okay. Too much of that on the floor. That's what destroyed me. A, uh, I think we that's what. Don't worry, just slam me on the floor. Really? Exactly. We didn't think that it would take a toll like this, right? <laughs> so the word "bury" or "buried," uh, the worked lowering reg relegations of a wrestler's status in the eyes of the fans. The opposite of a push. It is the act of a promoter or booker causing a wrestler to lose popularity and or credibility or damaging their gimmicks through means such as forcing them to lose in squash, ma squash matches, uh, losing continuously and allowing opponents to uh, non-sell or kick out of the said wrestler's finish or finishers or forcing them to participate in unentertaining and degrading storylines or to not use them at all. A burial well, is 
often used as a form of punishment due to the real life backstage disagreements between the wrestler and the booker, uh, the wrestler falling out of a favor with the company or sometimes to demote an unpopular performer or gimmick. That sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know what? Oh. I didn't go with it. when I, I heard, just heard from, uh, what the hell is his name? Chad Austin. He said, Tommy, we did a podcast. He said, when they told me that you, 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 I was going over on you, I said, he's going to kill me. Because he knew right. there were, there were, it wasn't for anything other than to begin to bury me. So you know what I did? I picked his ass up and threw him from one side of the ring to the other. Didn't let him get anything at the end. I missed something off the top and let him put his feet on the ropes and pin me. Okay, I'm out. You know, the burying part was the construction gimmick and trying to make me look stupid. Right. But you know what? I didn't. I made it work anyway, you know? And then right. When, when, they put us, when they put us together, if we had the right amount of time, we could have stole the show. Um, but you know, we, when, when they already have it in their mind that they're going to get rid of you, it, that's it. Right. You're buried. And that's, that's what that's all about. So, and, and yeah, again, we all know what it's like to be buried. So, and, and another term here is a busted open, uh, to start to bleed usually from the head after being hit with something like a chair and typically, but not always after bleeding. Well, and what then we mean by that is actually... A hard way. Exactly. And I'm sure we'll get to that in the letter H, yeah. hard way. Hopefully, if this is thorough. And then we have the C show, a an event featuring the lowest level of talent in the promotion, most notably rookies and entry-level talent, often used as a derogatory adjective, uh, compare A show and B show. So, mm. call is to instruct the other wrestler of what is going to happen in the match also refers to commentators uh, detailing what is do happening during the match. Uh, and then we have call it in the ring is to make up moves and storylines in the match on a fly rather than rehearse them in advance. It is essentially the wrestling's equivalent to improvisational theater. And way better. Yeah, which is how most actual wrestlers learn how to wrestle and then continue to wrestle. So, and I think we talked about this the other day. It, yeah. it, so, uh, and then we have camera kills, empty seats that are not sold due to being right behind a permanent camera location, which would result in, in an obstructed view. And then we have uh, the word card, which is the lineup of matches that will be staged at a given venue for a given performance. The card is generally performed in a roughly inverse order to uh, weigh in which it might be printed at for the posters or other promotional materials. The major matches between well-known opponents are said to be top of the card or the main event and generally go faster while the primarily uh, the preliminary matches between lesser known opponents are said to be the undercard. Anyway, I say go on last two years with Manny Fernandez. I knew to settle into the locker room because I was going to be one of the last ones leaving. And I'll tell you what, I liked it because that meant that you were on, you were on top. Exactly. You know? Main event. What's wrong with that? 
So, I'm and then we have at that time of night anyway. What are you going to do? <laughs> right. You're there at the show. I mean, what, what are you yeah. in a rush for at that point? And then we have the carpenter, which is a term for a wrestler whose purpose is to use their in-ring abilities to make their opponents look as good and strong as possible. This is different from an enhancement talent in that a wrestler is used as a carpenter because they are recognized as having great in-ring abilities and experience. Often, but not always, as a carpenter, is uh, an older, more experienced wrestler tasked with making less experienced um, wrestler getting stages, uh, receiving a push, look like uh, a credible threat to the next program in modern times. A carpenter uh, is also used when a company is preparing to present recent signees who may not be familiar. Uh, to the audience in an effort to help the wrestler best showcase their abilities because of their skill and their role in building up the talent. Carpenters re- are regarded with a great deal of respect. They meant to say journeyman. That's what that is. Journeyman. Yeah, That's and we'll journeyman. get to journeyman and Jay because I know it's there. So, yeah, yeah definitely. And then you know, we get to... Just, her- that could just be someone who doesn't really know when it was given information and somebody wrote carpenter instead of journeyman because they're you know, on the same job. Oh, you know, it's possible. Carpenter. Yeah. It, it is the same thing. And then we have carry, uh, which we all are familiar with that word as well. The act of one wrestler guiding a typically less experienced or skilled performer through a match. A carry job refers to a match or angle in which a particular skilled performer is able to make an inferior wrestler look good or is perceived uh, to be doing all the work. I had that problem every time I wrestled Tommy Dreamer. I had to carry his fat ass all over the place. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and then we have the word chain wrestling, which means a, a, a what is that? A sequence. Yes, a sequence of traditional grappling moves usually employed near the start of the match, more common in Japan and Mexico in the United States. Championships advantage, whatever that means. A champion, champion's advantage. The rule that a reigning champion should they lose during a title defense by count out or disqualification rather than by the traditional means of a pinfall or submission would retain their title despite losing the match. It can sometimes be revoked as part of the storylines. Yeah. GP. GP. I gotta get my heat. Oh yeah. And then uh GP is the in in sin, what is that? Incitement? Incitement, the incitement of a negative crowd reaction by insulting the crowd uh, in masses, typically up uh, by bringing up something unrelated to the wrestling business, such as mocking a local town's team sport, usually used in a negative light. Foreign heels uh, like the Iron Sheik often get this by insulting whatever country uh, they're performing in. Uh, compare cheap pop, compare to cheap pop. So, yeah, I think. Hey, listen, I think- we're gonna make a little bit of time tonight for a five less than five minute video of the, the Iron Sheik with a uh, fabulous move. Just for uh, levity. Oh, absolutely. And ne- next we have, uh, let's see, cheap cheap pop. 
is the incitement of a positive crowd reaction by kissing up to the crowd. Mick Foley would often do this by saying, it's great to be here, insert name of city and state, while The Rock would begin many promos by finally saying, finally, The Rock has come to, insert name of city or state. And heels would often uh, follow the same principle, but in reverse and get booed. So compare it to GP. The best yeah. cheap heat I ever saw was when freaking Rock and Rebel would grab somebody in a wheelchair and roll them around the ring. Oh, well, that, that's beyond cheap heat. Yeah. I mean, it's abusive. Funny. Funny. Great stuff. And then we have clean finish, which is a match ending without cheating, outside interference, or any type of controversy, usually in the center of the ring after executing a finisher, compared to uh, dusty finish and screw job. Reserved so, for the booker. Yes. And then we have a clean wrestling. Uh, matches uh, pitting two faces at, uh, with no storyline uh, animously against each, against each other, uh, both obeying the rules throughout. Such matches are characterized by an emphasis and displaying technical wrestling skill instead of working the audience and a general air of sportsmanship. Although a staple of British and Japanese wrestling, it is uncommon in North America. One notable clean match which took place in North America was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 6 in 1990. Now, in the old days, they called that scientific wrestling. That's what they called it. Right. It was called scientific wrestling. And then we have the closest champion uh, which refers to a title holder, usually a heel who ducks top flight matches, cheats oh, to win, often by managerial interference, and when forced to wrestle good opponents, deliberately causes themselves to be disqualified, since titles often do not change hands by disqualification to retain the title. It pisses so, the people off, though. Oh, yeah. That gets, gets a lot of heat. Uh, cheap heat. <laughs> Color refers to the amount of bloodshed in a match. Always good. A comeback is a moment in which a wrestler is being dominated and then manages to turn things around and fight back successfully, usually done by faces to earn sympathy. The expression of feeding a comeback refers to behavior by heels to increase the dramatic impact of a comeback. See hulking up as, as an example. no selling. Uh, okay, we could go there too. All right, and then we have Crimson Mask, which is a face covered in blood, comparable to a mask. So we and we've all that had those. Gordon Sol- that was Gordon Soli's favorite. A crimson, crimson Mask. Crimson Mask. Right, right. And then we have Cross Promotion or Forbidden Door, which is an event which occurs when two or more rival promotions uh, put together one card or wrestling event. Some promoters have used cross-promotion style angles to further interest. Cross-promotion dates back to the early days of wrestling as challenges between rival promoters in the same area often occurred. Curtain jerker. Curtain jerker. Says, see curtain jerker. See See, jerk the curtain. So we got to wait until the letter J. So we're on to the word cutoff, which is also getting heat. A point in the match in which the heel stops the face's attack or comeback and goes on the offense. As easy as that. 
And then we're moving on to the letter D and starting off with dark match. A non-televised match at a televised show, uh, compare house show, a dark match before the show is often used to test new talent or warm up the crowd. A dark match after the show typically features main event level wrestlers in order to sell more tickets and send the crowd home happy without affecting TV storylines. Some promotions may tape the dark matches, such as All Elite Wrestling, which shows the dark matches on YouTube later oh, at another date. So, yeah, I would think that you would always tape them because what if you got a real stinker that was on the main card and one of those matches were good, you just insert it. Right, right. You would think that, you know, but they probably have some way to cover that up. And then we move on to death match wrestling or hardcore wrestling, which I think are kind of two different things, but okay. Yeah. Uh, the bloodiest and most violent form of hardcore wrestling popular in Japan, Mexico, and some parts of the United States in death is deathmatch wrestling. Many of uh, the traditional rules of professional wrestling are not enforced and usage of objects such as barbed wire, panes of glass, fluorescent light tubes, and weed whackers occur. Deathmatches cool. are typically... Much bloodier and more violent than typical wrestling contests. See, what makes that wrong is that you're using the implements to get your color. You're not using a blade and then not going on the actual barbed wire. So to me, that's just doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just go into MMA? If you hey, I, I've I've done my time in 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 death matches and MMA, so this yeah, is just, it's like an all around like yeah. yeah, it's a mess. And then we move on to dirt sheet, and this is an insider newsletter or website in the professional wrestling business, sometimes written in a negative tone or as means to get dirt. So, and we all know the scumbags who you know have some yeah. of those newsletters and then we have double down a point in a match in which both wrestlers are prone in the ring then we have double shot yay yay we have uh, a show wrestler, yes double shot is where a wrestler competes twice in one day so yeah but a wwe double shot would be in a plane our double shots were ask the oh. first promoter to put you on Drive to the next one. The right. one is on a main event, and you run in the door with your stuff on and go right down the aisle. <laughs> exactly. Next, we move on to double team, which was a tactic used in a ring uh, tag team match when both members of the tag team gang up on the one opponent or a move that involves two wrestlers working in unison. So, at double turn is the occurrence when both the face and the heel switch roles during an angle or a match. Arguably the most famous example of this is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13, where Austin entered as a heel and Hart entered as a face. But due to Austin fighting through blood and passing out to move, uh, move by Hart, I'm sorry, uh, Hart's post-match beatdown the two stitched the rules and and they ended the match. Huh. So that was something that wasn't planned. 
I guess not. He cut himself too deep and lost too much blood. Wow. And then we have the word draw, which is a wrestler uh, or a program that attracts the attention of the audience. Someone fans, someone fans are willing to pay to see. Uh, derived from the term drawing money, meaning the wrestler makes money for the promotion. As easy as that. Yep. And then we have the word drop is to lose a match or a championship that uh, the loser agrees to drop in the match to the winner. Putting somebody over. Exactly. Then we got the dusty finish, a finish in which the face appears to win a big match, but then the decision is later reversed due to some sort of technicalities, such as interference by other heels to save the heel champion. As in most federations, the title could not change hands on such a disqualification. It can also uh, refer to an, an ambiguous finish to a match where neither wrestler can claim to be the winner. Uh, the Dusty term refers to Dusty Rhodes, who booked many such finishes in the National Wrestling Alliance. And later then in WCW World Championship Wrestling. So the yep. Dusty finish uh, lasted a long time in the business. This match <laughs> is declared a no contest. Uh, exactly. And then we have uh, Enforcer. Also referred to as Lackey or Heavy. Is a typically larger wrestler who accompanies another wrestler as a second to the matches and acts as a bodyguard. An individual who acts in special guest referee capacity from outside the ring, uh, ostensibly, yes, to maintain order. It okay. And I know you're they, having trouble with your um, with your uh, contact, so I'll help you out. Yeah, all right. And and the, the fourth grade education doesn't help either. No. I'm like, I can read it all, baby. Uh, and then not, we have you're not and, short on smart, so listen. Sometimes well, when you got to learn the hard way, you're you're actually better off. Right. Then we have enhancement talent, uh, and that's a C jobber. So it, would it also say see journeyman, I wonder? We'll see. That's weird. And then we have equalizer, an object used as a weapon. Typically a steel chair, the term is sometimes used for a guitar, uh, you know, as by Jeff Jarrett, uh, his acoustic equalizer. I never heard and, that used, really. No, me neither. But you know what? Different parts of the country, who knows, you know? Yeah, like this one, Exotico. Exotico. That's a, a guy that is very feminine, dresses as a woman. A wrestler, yeah, typically a Mexican luchador who competes in drag. Examples, Exotico, um, Mexico's Pimpinella. Oh, Pimpinella Escalarta. Escalarta, uh, America's Gold Dust, and Vito, Wales, uh, Adrian Street, and Japan's Yosuke Santa Maria. Now the All best right. exotic though is Maximo. Watch, pull it up on YouTube and watch him. It's a little short guy, but man, that guy can work his ass off. And then we got extreme wrestling, otherwise known as hardcore wrestling, Invented is a style. By Cairo. Yes, exactly. The innovator of hardcore wrestling, Tommy Cairo, a style of professional wrestling that makes frequent use of high spots and weapons. Extreme Championship Wrestling and Combat Zone Wrestling are best known for using this style. Do you know what Sandman said when he saw the three pictures I had of him and I in a, 
in the caning matches in action, he looks at it, he picks up, and he goes, that really is where it all started. Uh, yeah, it's good okay, that he remembers. You. But it's 2022 <laughs> really? now. What, you know, right. what happened in 1994? Exactly. So we're moving on to the letter F, and we got face uh, in professional wrestling. That's baby face or blue-eyed or technico in Mexico, a wrestler who is heroic, who is booked to be cheered by fans. Heels are the opposite of faces and face and faces commonly uh, perform against heels. It's faces, all upside down now. Yeah. Faces in peril playing Ricky Morton. I don't know why it says that <laughs> in a tag team. Oh, okay. Ricky Morton in a tag team match, the member of a face tag team who is dominated by the heel team for an extended period of time. All right, Ricky Morton. Okay, I get it now. The yep. tactic can be used to help get the crowd behind the face tag team and is usually followed up with a hot tag. During the 1980s, Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express was typically in this position while teaming with Robert Gibson, so much that uh, playing Ricky Morton has become synonymous with the term. So that, that's pretty cool, actually, because that's exactly what his his role was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, beyond being a fantastic wrestler. And yeah. uh, we have the word faction, which is a group of several wrestlers who band together and protect each other during matches. Different from a stable in that a stable has a leader and a spokesman and factions are generally larger than stables. And then we have the word fall. And fall refers to the ending of the match. A fall is obtained by gaining a decision in any matter normally consisting of a pinfall, submission, count out, or disqualification. In two out of three falls, a uh, Mount Vos uh, rules. Mount, Mount, Mount Evans. Mount Evans rules match. A wrestler must gain two decisions to win instead of only one. See no, near fall. I saw a two out of three match the other night on a new NWA, Rhett Titus and somebody else. We did a two out of three. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then we have Fallout Show. The first televised show after a pay-per-view, often new storylines are introduced in these episodes and these uh, the consequences of the pay-per-view are explained. Contrast with Go Home Show. Yeah, and this way the people got to know without having been there. Right. And then we have false comeback or hope spot, a brief offense flurry by a face before losing momentum back to the heel after being dominated for several minutes. Usually it occurs before the actual comeback. False finish is a pinfall attempted, which is kicked out of usually after a finishing a finisher or a series of high impact moves and usually kicked out of uh, just before the referee counts to three. This builds the crowd's anticipation towards the actual finish. And if it's really done good, even us will be watching and think it's going to end a couple of times and it doesn't. If it's done right. Exactly. And then we have the word feud. And the feud is a stage rivalry between multiple wrestlers or groups of wrestlers. They are integrated into ongoing storylines, particularly in events which are televised. Feuds may last months or even years to be resolved with implausible speed, perhaps during the course of a single match. So. Me and Domino had a feud. 
for years, for years, years. all of us actually. Oh man, that was so much fun. For many years. So uh, the fighting champion is a champion who defends their title often uh, and with most of all outcomes being victories by pinfall or submission. Hmm. And then we got the finish, which is the plan and the end of the match. See clear finish, dusty finish, and screw job. Uh, and then we have the finisher, which is a wrestler's signature move that usually leads to the pinfall or submission. And then we have the five move, the five moves of doom. Can't wait to read this one. Yeah. It's a particular combination of moves that a certain wrestler tends to use in every match, often in the same sequence, usually ending with their finisher. This term is usually referred is usually used. Um, Pedro, I don't even know that. Pedro, all right, pejoratively, through it was not originally intended. So, by Dave Melter, who coined the term in 1990 to, to describe the finishing uh sequence of Bret Hart and later used it to describe that of John Cena. Who is he to make up a freaking term? Please, he's he's a he's a little midget. I mean, I, 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 let me not get into that. All right, next we got Forbidden Door. Let me move on, please. Yeah. Then we have Forbidden Door, uh, which is also referred to as cross-promotion. And uh, the the imagined barrier between competing, competing wrestling promotion and wrestlers who are signed to one promotion but make an appearance for another as a part of a talent exchange agreement are said to have entered or passed through the forbidden door. The term was coined in January 2020 by New Japan Pro Wrestling's Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi when speaking of this desire to challenge Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. The term was further popularized by AEW general manager Tony Khan during an appearance on Impact Wrestling Television during an AEW wrestler Kenny Omega's concurrent reign as both AEW uh, champion and Impact World Champion in 2001. You know, so that's why we don't know that. You know, AEW came up with it. Exactly. So, and then we have a foreign object, which is a weapon that is not allowed to be used in the match, usually found under the ring or ringside in a wrestler's tights or handed to a wrestler by his manager, uh, interfering wrestlers or less commonly known audience members. If a foreign object is used behind the referee's back, it is usually, it leads to a pinfall. However, the same object is typically less effective in a match where it is legal. And at one point, WCW's uh, history, this was referred to as intentional objects by commentators due to a misunderstanding by WCW's owner, Ted Turner. Uh, objections to the use of the word foreign applied throughout oh. his media empire when he intended only to restrict the word's use on his news networks. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. But so foreign ridiculous. doesn't mean a foreigner. It means I'm, it's foreign to me. A foreign object, as said. Object, not person. No one was 
even getting into that. And then we have the free bird rule, a rule that allows a three wrestler stable to challenge and defend a tag team championship with any two of its members named for the fabulous Freebirds who popularized this concept. And then we have future endeavor fired or leaving a promotion inspired by WWE's announcement of wrestlers release, typically wishing the subject all the best in their future endeavors. Yeah. I don't think like fuck off is pretty much what I'm saying. So three seconds. Exactly. That's and good luck after your three second loss. Yeah. Uh, and then we move on to the letter G first word gas gas referring to steroids, stamina and in out of gas. Okay. And then we have gassed, which refers to being exhausted or out of breath in the ring during a match, which is pretty much the same thing as being blown up. And then we have gig, which is the blade a wrestler uses to cut themselves. That's see, not true. Also, see blading. Yeah, because the gig is what the actual it's the actual is. cut, right? Yeah, right. And then we have the word gimmick, and uh, let's see the gimmick. The character portrayed by a wrestler can be used to refer specifically to the motif or theme invoked by a character, as uh, in in I'm sorry, in in uh, indicate. Indicated, sorry about that, by their names, costumes, or other paraphernalia, or to refer to any aspect of the work presentation, sometimes negatively, uh, a gimmick match, which also can have an event based on it, such as WWE Hell in a Cell, referred to as a gimmick event pay-per-view. Now, you know, we use that for so many things. It's, did you see the gimmick? Did you, Everything's a gimmick. Yeah, whatever it was at the time, if you've got a bag of weed, and I know it, when I say, where's the gimmicks from? Now, exactly. Or a pill do, or weed, I you know. I snook some of that snuff, right? Oh, oh. What was, you know what he said? He goes, you got all the gimmicks, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, snooker. And then we have the term a glorified jobber. Jobber to the stars. I also refer to as journeyman and a few other names that we've been over. A jobber who defeats pure jobbers as well as mid-card wrestlers in a match, but consistently loses to main event level wrestlers. So... Hmm. That's, that's kinda, it's all water. It's a better description, I guess, yeah. than the others. And go away heat is when a wrestler heel or face evokes a negative reaction, not through their working or of the audience, but because the audience are not entertained by the wrestler and do not want to watch them perform. Compare X Pac Heat. Ooh. What's that? X Pac Heat. I don't know. All right, and then we got go home. To finish a match, one wrestler would tell another wrestler to go home when it was time for the match, for them to execute the planned ending uh, of their match. Referees may also tell the wrestlers to go home, usually after receiving word to do so from a producer backstage. Yeah, it has to be the referee because he's the only one that's keeping time. Yeah, he's got the earpiece. He knows when it's time. 
It's not like you could be in there keeping time in your head while you're freaking going over spots. Uh, then we got Go Home Show, which is the final televised show before a pay-per-view event. So named because the promotion will often have no show in the next few days before the pay-per-view show in order to give the wrestlers a chance to literally go home and rest up. And they may bring their A game at the pay-per-view. Uh, We're going to contrast with Fallout Show. We got to compare that with Fallout Show. Uh, the pull-outs at the end, and the other one's at the beginning, I guess. Uh, okay. Oh, here we go. We like this one coming up. Going into the business for him or himself, when a wrestler starts working for their own benefit rather than mutual benefit of themselves and their opponents, typically by refusing to sell a type of shoot. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we be, all know people like that, that right? send that to a couple people. Exactly. And so now the gold is referring to the championship belt, of course. Uh, The good hand is a decent, skilled, dependable performer that gets with the wrestlers. He works with a consistency and puts on a good show, which I I think describes the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. (laughs) So and then we have the term go over, which is to win a wrestling match. The gorilla position refers to the staging area just behind the curtain where the wrestlers come out of the ring, named after Gorilla Monsoon. The gorilla position in the World Championship uh, Wrestling was named after Jody Hamilton and was commonly referred to as the Jody position. In all elite wrestling, it's the, the go-to, the go position, and is named after Dusty uh, Named the Dusty position. I'm sorry. After yeah. Dusty Roots. So they just keep changing it to people's names. Like, yeah. And Jody Hamilton was the assassin. Right. Right. Jody Hamilton responsible for, you know, a lot of guys. Getting a lot of yeah. guys in. There. And then we have the word green. And green refers to so many people of today. Uh, it refers to a wrestler who is in the early stages of their career and as a result may be prone to making mistakes because of their inexperience. Expanded by Stone Cold Steve Austin to greener than goose shit. So, you know, what, what Bobby Bold Eagle did with me, because he knew I used to get like apprehensive about trying to put this thing together. He was a little different. He let you put some stuff together. But then, you know, he just said, here's what we'll do. Let's go in here. Just listen to me. I'll call my spots and your spots. Just do what I say. It was so easy. I wish that somebody would do that for me every time. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have the word gusher, which refers to a deep cut that bleeds a lot, usually caused by a mistake while blading, but can can be intentional. An example will happen at Judgment Day at pay-per-view in 2004 when Eddie Guerrero accidentally hit a blood vessel while blading. Brutal. If you make the blade right, there's no way to go deep enough to do a blood vessel. That's crazy. Yeah, I could, maybe he got hit while he was doing it. Maybe, maybe he got hit yeah. or something. So uh, we're on to the letter H, which we have hard camera, the main camera then uh, that shoots from the ring to the crowd. These are positioned in the first level of permanent seats, usually at about the center court and the center ice area of the venue. And you know what? In a big production, you don't have to worry about the hard camera anymore because if you're not looking at it, they'll just switch to another angle. Exactly. On an then we got show, 
that may be the only, yeah, you got to know where the hard tower is. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's real important because the building's all smaller. So, uh, and then we got the word, uh, the words hardcore wrestling. Uh, this is a style of wrestling that emphasizes brutality and real violence with matches typically involving minimal technical wrestling and instead focusing on moderate brawling techniques and the use of weapons. A lot of overlap. Yeah. And the word hard hard way is a wrestler drawing blood by any means other than blading, typically from a legitimate strike or potato. Potato, which is referred to as like, you know, when you stiff someone and so hard that they actually bleed on their own. And then we got the word head drop is a move which as a result of a botch or otherwise causes the receiver to be dropped on their head, often resulting in a legitimate concussion or other injury, such as a broken neck. Also, especially in, say, if Tommy. Poor or so. The term can refer to a bump, which is intended to make a move appear as if the receiver landed on their head. And in reality, the full force of uh, the move is intended to be taken on the upper back and the shoulders, though uh, such moves still carry a high degree of legitimate risk with them. Some wrestlers have used moves where the receiver lands on their head as their finisher, including, uh, let's see, Kenta Kobashi, who used the highly dangerous burning hammer as his finish. So... You're looking at hurting somebody, man, and have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Exactly. You know, you're, you're sweaty. The guy's heavy. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Owen Hart hurt, broke uh, Steve Austin's neck, or something like that. Yes, that yes, he did. Yeah, he cried, it was, it broke his neck, put him out, and mm-hmm. uh, then I think that was with a pile driver, though. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, and then we have his knees. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Right, and we have the word heat. Um, which is a negative reaction such as booing from the fans when the heat is directed at the heel. This is seen as a good thing as it means the fans are reacting in the desired way. Um, Real life tension or a bad feeling between two wrestlers or uh, a wrestling promotion. Uh, Heater is a wrestler, usually a jobber who is used against a more valued opponent to heat them up, perhaps after a recent loss or succession of losses. So, and then a heel, which you're all familiar with being heels, is a wrestler who is villainous, referred to as Rudo in Mexico. He uh, is booked to uh, be booed by the fans. Faces are the opposite as heels, of course, commonly perform against each other. The term hide is to choreograph a match, a series, therefore, to cover up a wrestler's injury and experience or lack of ability. The high spot is a high-stakes move which is perceived to be risky and very dangerous, often legitimately. The word Hollywood, uh, the gimmick in professional wrestling, a popular heel face persona based on the idea of a performer having real world success and fame, which transcends the wrestling business used by wrestlers such as Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Batista, and The Miz. A hooker, 
girl who stands on a corner. No. <laughs> a real hooker in wrestling is a wrestler with strong, legitimate mat wrestling abilities and an array of match ending or in extreme cases, career ending holds known as hooks. Hence the name hooker. Primarily a holdover from the day where professional wrestling had mainstay kayfabe. A hooker would be used against a local non wrestler brawler to enhance the belief that professional wrestling was real. Additionally, the champion would most often be a hooker in order to avoid his opponents trying to shoot on him. Uh, one of the most famous hookers in wrestling history would be Lou Thetz. Yes, and then we have the word Haas, which refers to a wrestler who is typically large but lacks other skills. A match between two large men who use plenty of stiff strikes is sometimes known as Haas Fest. <laughs> I don't know if I ever heard of that one. Mm-hmm. But um, Hot Shot, Hot Shot. A uh, uh, rushed feud, climax of a feud, or a big match on television instead of a pay-per-view in order to get a short-term boost or business. Uh, also applies to angles or turns that are done for shock value rather than acting as a part of an ongoing storyline. I've been a lot, a part of a lot of hot shots, actually. Yeah, it's a jump start. Yes. And then we got the hot tag, which is in a tag team match, the faces... Uh, tag to a fresh partner after several minutes of being dominated by both heels, usually immediately followed by the freshly tagged partner getting into the quick burst of offense. Often the hot tag happens after several teases where the other face is enticed into the ring only to be stopped by a referee and heels getting away with illegal tactics or legal tag may behind the referee's back is a distraction, you know, resulting in the referee forcing the fresh partner out of the ring because he was not tagged in. So next we move on. To the blind side of the ref. Right. And then we move on to the word house, which is the amount of money drawn at a particular event. Also a term denoting how many fans are in Mm -hmm. attendance for an event. Uh, E.G., that looks like a packed house tonight. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard it referred to the money. I've always only ever heard, you know, packed house. Right. And then we got a house show also called a live event is an untelevised event. And that's it. It's an untelevised yeah. event. Hulking up, a, a type of comeback spot that involves the face suddenly starting to no-sell their opponent's offense, recovering more strength with every blow before finally striking back. Named after Hulk Hogan, of course, who regularly used this as a part of his matches. Hulking up, always hulking up. Yeah. Uh, and we move on to the letter I. Uh, idol wrestler is a Japanese term for Joshi wrestlers who are known for their attractive appearance and may be involved in the Japanese idol industry. Mm-hmm. Idol wrestlers often sing songs and model in photo books and or various video releases. Example, uh, Takako Aonoyo and Cutie Suzuki and Rio. And none of them can sing. It's, but they try. Then yeah. <laughs> we have an impromptu match is a match that takes place specifically on a pay-per-view that was not announced on the card before the event. And then we have independent promotion. It, 
independent circuit or indie promotion, a small, smaller wrestler company that operates at local rather than national level and typically employs freelance wrestlers as opposed to signing wrestlers to exclusive contracts. And then we have the interbrand a term used by WWE during their brand extension to reference a match between talent from Raw, SmackDown, ECW, or NXT brands. The and and then we have interpromotional, also known as cross promotional, a match or event involving wrestlers from two different promotions, uh, wrestling, usually against each other on the same card. And then we have the word interference, which is an act of someone who is not part of the match getting involved. This, Angel. Is, yes, of course, <laughs> this may involve distracting or assaulting one or more of the participants in a match with all your tools and devices. Yeah. <laughs> Invasion storyline is a storyline in which a group of wrestlers from one promotion appear in another promotion. In some cases, this happens suddenly without advance warning or notice and usually involves the invaders attempting to take over the said promotion. And then we have IWC, Internet Wrestling Community. Uh, the community of internet users, some of them smarks on social media, who discuss professional wrestling online. Mm, like they're like all they're fun trolls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we have here, like knocking wrestlers. I've heard people refer to me like they don't even know what they're talking about. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. Keyboard warriors. Then we have the letter J. Jerk the curtain is uh, to wrestle the first match of the card refers to the curtain separating the entranceway from backstage. A wrestler commonly booked in this position is a curtain jerker. In recent years, the term has become much less, uh, you know, whatever. And with many <laughs> events level yeah. choosing the first I'm sorry, the first match on the show as way to set the tone. Yeah, it can't be, they got to be two good guys. You can't have two stinkers right. out there. You can't put two jobbers out there. And then we got the word job. He just said job and there it goes. A job or a jobber, uh, job is to lose the match. A jobber is the person that uh, loses the match. Enhancement no, talent. You know what? That's not either. Hold on, you know I, I think it. A wrestler who routinely who routine, routinely loses in order to build the credibility of other wrestlers. But you know, do the job and being a jobber are two different things. Because I don't I have agree. to be a jobber to do the job. All I got to do is not go over. Exactly. So a jobber loses all the time. So <laughs> which is different. Uh, a joshi is shorthand for joshi. Uh, again, Tommy, say this word. Pure oresu. Uh, I'm going to learn how to say it. Japanese women's professional wrestling. Juice is referring to steroids, same as gas. Uh, blood, usually from the forehead. Uh, sea blading also, which I think we already did. Now we're moving on to kayfabe, which is where we got into the other day. Uh, yeah. The is the presentation of professional wrestling as being entirely legitimate or unscripted. Prior to the mid-1980s, this was universally maintenance uh, across all wrestling territories and promotions. So the kick-out... 
What's that? No, it's got more than, you know, a lot of these. I, I agree. It's got a lot of different. Uh, it's not saying they're wrong. There. It's just what we're used to for where we're at. Exactly. And then we have the kick out is you, the, to use the legs to kick out or power out of pin by the using the force made to lift the shoulders off the mat. Simple as that. And then we got King's Road, the term used to describe um, the wrestling all Japan pro wrestling uses in its fusion of Japanese strong style and more American style professional wrestling. King's Road practice. Practitioners incorporated increasingly more stiff strikes and head drops during the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Get more violent. And then we have the word legit. We're on the letter L. This refers to real life incidents or events that have been not been booked or scripted and are therefore not a part of the fictional or NK Fabe presentations. It is often used uh, to describe a genuine injury to a wrestler as opposed to one scripted as a part of a storyline. It's used to describe a wrestler who has been a genuine a background in uh, another combat sport, typically boxing or other martial arts, and has proven to real fighting skills. Huh. Mm-hmm. And then we have the word lemon, and that's a wrestler who is not over with an audience and is perceived as a failure. Never heard that one. Lights out is a spot in which the house lights are suddenly turned down to allow for a surprise of some sort. Some kind. What the heck is this next one? I know. What the hell? Oh, shit. Lesbian pollen. When a female wrestler is a lesbian in kayfabe to play mind games on her opponent, examples, uh, this uh, is, Dawn, oh, okay, Dawn Marie and Tori Wilson storyline and Trish Stratus, Mickey James storyline. The term originated from OSW Review. I don't know. Okay. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, well, then that's a new term then. Yeah. And then we have local competitor, an unsigned wrestler that is usually part put into a squash match with the company wrestlers to build the other's momentum. Often used so known wrestlers from the promotion do not have to do the job. Yeah, that's um, um, Breaker Morantis did that for AEW. When they get into town, they find out who the local guys are, they can give them less money, and they're happy to do it. So we got local medical facility, WWE's terms for the hospital used in kayfabe scenarios uh, when a wrestler is injured and was coined to prevent fans from calling an actual hospital during the time in which kayfabe was not yet broken. Then we got the lock up or link up a portion of the match. Usually the very start of the match where the two wrestlers join up in a collar and elbow tie up. Uh, we got the lower card, a wrestler who typically wrestles near the beginning of the show and does not participate in major storylines or matches, often seen as being at the bottom of the promotion's hierarchy. Uh, let's see. Then we got the Lumberjack, or Lumberjill, is a wrestler who typically stands close by the ring, usually in a Lumberjack match, in which he or she and others similarly uh, called upon are to forcibly return to the ring. Any wrestler who attempts to leave or is expelled, uh, therefore, uh, usually in the case of a heel, he or she is actually helping one or more rarely 
all wrestlers. I did one, I think, my whole life. Yeah, they're always such fun to watch, you know. And then we have the term Lucha Libre is Mexican professional wrestling translates to free fight and is sometimes shortened to simply Lucha. Uh, The Mexican style of professional wrestling is characterized by high-flying aerial moves, colored masks, and rapid series of hold strikes and maneuvers. Mm -hmm. And we got the Lucha Rosu. The specific fusion style of professional wrestling that could involve the high-flying acrobatic moves of Lucha Libre and the suplexes, strong martial arts strikes, physicality, and psychology of uh, Perusu, or strong style wrestling. Sounds like a, a stiffer Lucha. Yeah. And then we were on M. Uh, main event is the, the head of the marquee match of a show, almost always the last match of the show. Although some expectations exist, exceptions exist, excuse me, the um, Penelope match on the cards is sometimes referred to as the semi-main event. Yeah, I know. I said that word wrong. Main eventer. I I couldn't even figure it out. I know. A main eventer is a wrestler who is either the current or former world champion and seen on the highest level in the promotion and typically headlines to show often wrestlings uh, for the world title of the promotion. And then we have the manager, the good old manager and the scumbag they use here to show us. Yes. Uh, Little Jewish boy. Let's not waste any more time on him. Is a performer, usually a non-wrestler, who is paired with one or more wrestlers in order to help them get over, often acting uh, as a mouthpiece or interfering in matches on their behalf. Typically, managers are seen accompanying their wrestlers to the ring and presented as having some sort of influence or sway over their wrestlers. And then we move on to the word mark. A wrestling fan who enthusiastically believes or behaves as though they believe professional wrestling is not stage or loses sight of the stage nature of the business while supporting their favorite wrestlers. The term is often used, um, I don't know, for example, to refer to people who have little or no knowledge about the backstage or the industry as a whole. However, it is used to refer to some people in the business. Um, I'm sorry. It is also used by some in the business to refer to all fans. Use yeah, we're, by, we're, we're marks. We're marks. Right. We're exactly. Last night. Use, right. Used by some industry insiders to describe a participant in wrestling industry whom they think believes that any work aspect of the industry's is more important than the money they can earn. For example, being preoccupied preoccupied with holding a title belt rather than being paid more will often see a wrestler described as a mark for himself. Ric Flair. All right. And then we got married, the term married to be paired with another wrestler for a tag team or a long series of matches. So when you marry somebody, you work with them for a long time. Two years Uh, with many. So so we have here Marty Jannetty or simply the Jannetty. Okay, the all right, the diverse team gives given to a member of the tag team who, upon the breakup of the team, achieves markedly less success 
than yeah. their paired partner coined in reference to Marty Jannetty, who teamed with Shawn Michaels to form the Rockers, while Michaels went on to become the four-time World Heavyweight Champion and two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Jannetty was released from the WWF. Two months after the team's breakup and would repeatedly be hired and fired from the promotion and other promotions. Over the next 20 years, almost always participating in storylines which related to his status with Michael's former partner. Other uh, wrestlers often seen as Janetti's. Uh, team uh, include Rick Steiner, the Steiner brothers, Stevie Ray from Harlem Heat, Jim Neidhart of the Hart Foundation. It sounds pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. And then we have a mechanic who's a wrestler whose job it is to feud with the future main event performers and help them get ready for the position. Other times, mechanics are in-ring teachers helping younger wrestlers gain experience and ability. The mid-carters are uh, wrestlers who were seen as higher than lower carters, but below a main eventer, typically performing in the middle of a show, often wrestling for secondary title of a federation. And then we have a blown spot or a miss cell, which is a, a move or a series of moves which uh, are mistimed. Um, and then we have the money mark, which I think is all our favorites. Someone who founds or invests in a wrestling promotion mainly to associate with wrestlers often willingly or ignorantly disregarding financial risks or profits uh focused in investors would avoid tom kasati money match a highly promoted non-title match at or near at the end of a card which is uh, the main selling point for the event and the monster is an extremely powerful, seemingly unbeatable wrestler, either a face or a heel who often wins matches in a quick one-sided manner, like Andre the Giant. And the Road Warriors. Exactly. And then we have the mouse, mouthpiece, who is a manager who does not does all the promos or all the talking for a wrestler possessing poor oral skills. Or right. E either way. And then we have the Muda scale. In, in informal measure among some fans of the amount of blood lost by a wrestler during a match, the scale begins at 0, 0.0 Muda, no blood, with the 1.0 Muda being equivalent to the blood loss of the great Muda during the infamous 1992 New Japan Pro Wrestling match with Hiroshi Hasei. Huh. Yeah, because I don't remember him getting a lot of blood. So well, in Japan, he did. Yeah. <laughs> in Japan, he did. So a near fall is an, an occurrence in which a wrestler's shoulders are pinned to the mat for the two count, but the wrestler's manager uh, manages, to, manages to escape. The uh, referee's hands hit the mat at the third time, which would signify a pinfall, uh, two and three, a uh, two and a half count, or other factions used to denote even closer counts, such as a two and a three quarter count, are often used many times in matches to build excitement. Usually, that's the referee on his way down for the three, and they kick out before it hits Matt. And then we got the night off to be paired for a match with a wrestler who is typically easy to work with. And then we have the no contest. 
a match that ends in an, a draw without any clear resolution. This is often due to unforeseen circumstances such as an injury, a major spot or angle which overshadows proceedings, or the referee being uh, presented as having lost control of the match. Then we got the no-sell. <laughs> Uh, to show no reaction to an opponent's offensive moves, a way to demonstrate endurance, appear invulnerable to pain, illustrate masochism, tendencies, uh, or intentionally bury an opponent generally. No selling is worked as a part of kayfabe, but several wrestlers are known to have shoot no sold their opponent's moves for various reasons. Compare sell and oversell. And we talked about this last night. Pretty funny. Yep. Uh, no show is a wrestler who's uh, who, a wrestler or performer's unplanned absence from a show in which they were booked and often leading to last minute changes on the show of a card because they don't show up. <laughs> and then the we got on the phone. Where, well, where are you? No, that's exactly. Then we got the nuclear heat, a high level of heat, which fans are uh, agitated to the point of being legitimately upset or angry. You've seen those people who just throw chairs in a ring and want to kill other people. And then we have the term over, we're on the letter O, achieving the desired crowd reaction with the audience buying into a performer's gimmick. Faces who are over with uh, will be cheered and heels who are over will be booed. Sometimes uh, particular aspects of a performer's presentation uh, may be over, such as specific chants, a move they perform in the ring, entrance without the performer themselves being considered over building a rapport with the audience is described as getting over. And then we I have, I think if you're a healer, you can get over too. If you're getting a desired reaction, you're getting over. Sure. And then we have the oversell, which is too much to uh, a reaction to an opponent's offense. An example occurred in a match between Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels at Slam in 2000. Five, where Michaels uh, frequently oversold Hogan's moves compared to uh, no sell. And then we're on the letter P. Uh, paper is a term to give out free tickets to an event to make it look uh, like it was better attended to otherwise or would have been. Uh, and then we have the term parts unknown. Is I love a, that. A vague fictional location billing of wrestler as being from parts unknown rather than from their real hometown or another actual place. It, it is intended to add to a wrestler's mystique. In some territories, the phase com commonly was applied to a mass wrestler. In the post-K-Fabe era, it is used uh, less and less and usually with a certain air of levity. Sometimes uh, wrestlers can hail from other similar, similar, similarly abstract places. For example, Stardust being built from the fifth dimension or uh. Damien Demento uh, being built from the outer reaches of your mind or may have their location simply omitted from the introductions. So that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I used to always know, like... Um Oh, the big show also, uh, it, and Braun Strauman were, they, they had some weird places that they were from. But uh, you know what? We're going to have to, right now, 
stop this. We're, we're actually on the letter P and we're going to pick this up where we left off in part two of uh, the, the language of professional wrestling. So join us next week for part two of the language of professional professional wrestling here on Wrestling Rewind. For my co-host, Tom, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, I am your host, Angel Amoroso, saying have a good night and a good life. Good night. <laughs> Okay, let's now pick up where we left off. Good evening and welcome to Wrestling Rewind and welcome to part two of the language of professional wrestling. I am your host, Angel Amoroso, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. And, yes, ma'am. Yes, and we are picking up where we left off with uh, actually the letter P. We went through a long history of... Uh, different terms in wrestling and now we are going to finish them. I just wanted to say something real quick about how I used to love to hear the places. Haystacks Calhoun from Morgan's Corner, Arkansas. Um, the guy that with the hard punch that beat uh, uh, Stan Stasiak from Buzzards Creek, Oregon. Like great, great names. Yeah, awesome. Just awesome. Uh, so we're starting off with uh, picking up where we left off with the letter P. Payoff. It's the culmination of an angle or storyline with the intention of providing gratification for the fans. Typically involves a face finally overcoming a dominant heel. And I then we have... Go ahead. You think what? Payoff is when I go get my money. <laughs> exactly. That's the payoff. That's what I always yep. thought. And then we have the Philly pop. It's the act of a promotion bringing in a former extreme championship wrestling wrestler when in Philadelphia. Okay. That's a new one, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we have the pilmanize, the act of breaking an opponent's ankle, arm, or neck by placing it between the seat and the headrest of a steel chair and then stepping or jumping on the chair. Name for Brian Pillman, who suffered a severe ankle injury in kayfabe uh, when attacked by this in this manner by Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. And then we have the word pinfall, which is holding a wrestler's shoulders to the mat for a three count to win the fall. Yep. Full set. And then we got the pipe bomb is a work shoot promo where the wrestler giving the promo appears to break kayfabe and touches on real life topics that are considered taboo, such as backstage politics or issues that are typically addressed in storylines. They're not typically addressed in storylines due to bad publicity. This was a term first used by CM Punk. Hmm. And then we have the word plant is a wrestler <clears throat> stage or a paid actor who poses as a fan, usually seated in the front row of an event. Plants are often victimized or attacked by a heel wrestler in order to gain heat or use as a participant in the match or storylines after being randomly selected from the crowd. Notable examples of plants in the WWE were Santino Morello, who won the Intercontinental Championship after being picked out of a crowd or at WrestleMania 34 when a 10-year-old boy named Nicholas, in reality the son of referee John Cohn, was chosen by Braun Strowman to be his tag team partner on a match against uh, Cesario and Sheamus. Yeah. Uh, okay. you know, was a, a famous one of those was uh, Hillbilly Jim. 
You sit oh. in the audience for week after week as a you know supposedly a fan, and then you know they brought him in. And then we have the word poaching, which is the act of luring away key talent from one company to another, usually with offers of higher pay. It is sometimes done deliberately to weaken a company by taking away the top draws. Poaching is typically done by larger companies, a more extreme form of poaching, uh, wherein uh, multiple wrestlers from a company are lured away is referred to as raiding. And they're usually in the locker room. Uh huh. And then we have policeman or policewoman or house shooter is a wrestler, often a respected or feared shooter or street fighter responsible for enforcing the promoter's will against um, recalitrate. Recal- uh, no, All right. Wrestlers by performing unscripted or painful moves within a match, punishing all intimidating in, in, in yeah, intimidating them or for defying the management in today's industry, it is a largely outdated. It is largely outdated because of such tactics are legal if they can be proved. Typically, it is only still used by dirt sheets out and outside commentators who believe uh, one wrestler is deliberately placed in a match against a more dangerous opponent and injured deliberately after disagreements with management. While allegations of this uh, sort persist, persist, including uh, being made by wrestlers themselves, few have been proven. Also describe a wrestler who keeps order in the locker room by threats of physical force. Well, they never sent, Paulie never sent nobody after me because he didn't have anybody that could get the job done. Exactly. And then we got the word pop, which everyone's looking for a cheer or a positive reaction from a crowd. And then we got the popcorn match originally yes. described as a post intermission match viewed as not as important enough to keep the fans from trips to the concession stand now describes a more lighthearted match designed to provide relief of a dramatic tension. And then we have the potato, a strike to the head, which makes real contact. A, a wrestler who endures one or more potato is likely to potato the perpetrator right back, which is known as a receipt. Yep. Potato sacking is a wrestler will make themselves dead weight to prevent their opponent from lifting them up for a move. Though usually planned in a match, it can also be deliberately done by a wrestler who doesn't want to be lifted for a move, which can make the move harder to be properly executed and can cause a higher risk of injury to either one or both of the wrestlers. Also timing or a blown up opponent. Exactly. And then we have powdering, the act of forcefully exiting the ring. Take a powder. Exactly. And then pre-show, which is the kickoff show, a free televised program uh, aired prior to the pay-per-view event, usually carried via outlets such as television providers, Barker channels, live streaming on promoters' websites or social media platforms, or on promoters normal television television outlets it functions similarly to pregame shows in televised sports containing previews and analysis of the pay-per-views matches and recaps of the storylines that led up to the event they basically to get people to buy it that weren't planning on buying it right they may include one or more preliminary undercard matches as well 
Uh, a program is a series of matches in which the same wrestler faces each other, usually due to uh, the two being scripted in a feud. A promo is an all-in character interview monologue, often includes either an in-ring interview or a skit by wrestlers and other performers to advance a storyline or feud. The act of performing a promo is referred to as cutting or cutting a promo. When the promo is aired at a specific opponent, which can be an individual tag team, stable, or faction, it is said to be a, a cut on the target. A promo is an essential part of any wrestling show and is named as such uh, as it is meant to be, uh, you know, a pr promote an upcoming show or a future segment or a current show. Protected is a term used as a, an aspect of the business, which is uh, con consciously presented in a way that will make it look as strong and credible as possible. Wrestlers can can be protected by booking them in a way which emphasizes their strength, hides their weakness, and per and as a performer, while a move can be protected by having an opponent sell strongly and rarely kick out. Mm. A pull apart is a brawl so vicious that the combatants need to be pulled apart by others. Yeah. Sure, wrestling, uh, see technical wrestling skill. Same, same. Uh, say that word again, Tommy. I'm going to get it right this time because I know how to say it. Per, per, okay, is a Japanese professional wrestling. That term can be translated as professional wrestling. <laughs> a push is a term that uh, the work rising of a wrestler's status in the eyes of the fans. Uh, to put over is the act of one wrestler helping to boost another status, most often by losing a match to them by selling uh, their opponent as a credible threat. And do you know that Domino wouldn't even let me put him over? He didn't want to go over. I mean, <laughs> the, maybe the you know the the uh, was script you know was booked that way, but I felt bad. I'm like, let me get. No, you're over tonight. He was like, best when he lost. Moving on to R, we have the word wrestling. Wrestling, Southern style, Memphis style. Originally, along with grunt and groan, used by the mainstream when uh, presenting a defense. Uh, I'm sorry, derive, derive story of professional wrestling, okay. uh, which often stereotype the participants and audience now refers to a style of wrestling popular in the mid-south region of tennessee mississippi and arkansas primary city is memphis tennessee and as a result of the southeastern united states which is emphasized kayfabe and stiffness generally with fewer squash matches uh, and longer feuds hence the more recent southern style to be more specific uh, compared to Carolina's Jim Crockett or Georgia Styles Memphis style. You heard that whenever you asked the old guy on the corner, why is there all this trap? They got that there wrestling going on. Exactly. And then we have a receipt, which is a term for returning a particularly stiff move back to a wrestler. This is usually done when one wrestler is being legitimately hit or his opponents are, you know, by his opponent's blows and the wrestler is being hit. Uh, will send a legitimate move right back to his opponent uh, as a wordless reminder to not hit so hard. 
So, and then we have the ref bump, which is a scenario where the referee of the match takes a bump and is knocked out and taken out of the match temporarily or permanently. This usually occurs to allow a storyline to progress. And then we have the reign of terror is a, uh, or a term referring. It's It's a term referring to the period between. Uh, 2002 and 2005, during which Triple H and the heel on uh, as a heel on WWE's Raw brand main event uh, evented nearly every pay per view and rarely lost. The reign of terror began when Triple H was awarded the newly introduced World Heavyweight Championship on September 2nd, 2002 edition of Raw. He went on to hold the title five times for a combined 616 days successfully defending the championship on 24 different occasions Mm. the latter two marks establishing a still standing record in pay-per-view matches over the next three years triple h defeated rob van dam Shawn michaels scott steiner booker t kevin nash goldberg chris jericho randy orton batista chris benoit and edge perhaps the most infamous match of the reign of terror uh, occurred when Triple H defeated Booker T at WrestleMania XIX, pinning him with one arm, roughly uh, with one arm in 30 seconds after delivering him a pedigree and finishing the move. The match was concluded what was seen by most as a racially charged storyline that should have ended with Booker T victorious. Uh, the reign of terror is not moving up my page. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Now I, that that's a newer term. That what it was, and I use it in a in a, a promo for Frankie Goodman. You know, I, I'm in town as a heavyweight champion. A reign. I'm about to uh, to lay. I'm sorry. The reign of terror ultimately defended when Batista defeated Triple H at Vengeance 2005, the third consecutive Raw pay per view main event by Batista defeating Triple H for the title. So okay, it did move on to that. I don't know why it's not moving up, but okay. And then we move on to rematch clause. When the champion loses their title to another, this may invoke uh, to uh, procure a title match in the, in the near future. This fictional clause is often ignored in storylines. And then we have the repackage to give a wrestler a new gimmick. And then a rest hold is a loose hold applied during a match during which a wrestler catches their breath or plans the next series of spots. And then we have a rib, which is a practical joke played on by a wrestler or wrestlers. Uh, Then we have a ring general, an experienced wrestler who knows how to work a match to its fullest potential. Then ring psychology, the process of wrestling a match in such a way that the crowd becomes emotionally involved performing an engaging match requires acting skills and a good grasp of dramatic timing. Oh, here we go. Wow. And then we got ring rat, similar to groupie, one who frequents wrestling events to pursue sex with wrestlers. Then we have ring rust, a, a detriment, detriment to wrestling ability resulting from lack of practice during hiatus. Then we got the road warrior pop, a loud roar of approval that a wrestler receives from the fans when making their entrance to the ring in reference to one of the most iconic and idolized tag teams in WWE history, the road warriors, also known as the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Then we have 
rope break, a break or the pin count or submission when a wrestler has his hand or feet on the ropes or under the ropes. Yeah. And then we have the rub. Yes. Uh, helping, a less like helping a less popular wrestler get over by associating them with a more prominent or popular wrestler. And then we have the run-in, the unexpected entry of a new wrestler or returning wrestler in a match already in progress. Run-ins are usually made by heels, typically further to further feud or with a face. This is usually done with a beatdown. Sometimes a face will do a run-in to protect another face from a heel who is cheating or overly punishing a weaker opponent, often beginning uh, a feud. And then we have a rushed finish, which is a match finish which occurs sooner and often differently than planned. It is used when a wrestler is legitimately injured and cannot continue as planned. When the match uh, is approaching its time limit or is a TV segment is running long or after a botch significantly, uh, the match changes the plot of the match and the term audible is also used referring to the finish being known to happen upon verbal instruction from outside of the ring. We are on S. Uh, the word sandbag is to sabotage uh, a throw by letting one's body go limp instead of cooperating, which makes the throw much harder. Oh. If not impossible to execute, this move is typically done by deliberately deliberately to make the attacker appear weaker or unskilled, uh, but can also uh, be the result of a botch. Sandbagging can also be dangerous as many moves require specific actions by the target to lower the risk of injury. So it's a And you know, when guys are new, right? do. Then when guys are new, they get the timing wrong. So they're going up before the guy's ready to pick them up. So they're on their way down when the guy's ready to slam them. Right. And then we got schmooze and a match that ends in chaos rather than in, uh, you know, decisive finish, usually due to a number of wrestlers not involved in the match running in and preventing a clean finish often designed to end a match or an angle or an idol. All right. A screw job is an unfair uh, controversial finish finish often involving cheating or outside interference. A work screw job is part of a storyline and is used to generate heat or sympathy while allowing a popular baby face to lose without losing credibility. A shoot screw job uh, occurs when the finish is changed without informing the losing wrestler. One famous incidence in this was in the Montreal screw job at 1997 Survivor Series when Shawn Michaels won the WWF championship from Bret Hart after Vince McMahon ordered referee Earl Hepner to ring the bell. What about the Dennis Coraluzzo screw job? <laughs> second, all right, a second is an accompanying person or second a wrestler, uh, they second a wrestler to the match, typically a manager, valet, or enforcer. The second is typically listed on the card alongside of the wrestler they are supporting. 
And then we have the word sell is to react to something in a way which makes it appear believable, legitimate to the audience. Typically refers to physical action by a wrestler of making an opponent's move look impactful. By it can be used uh, to refer to any aspect of work presentation, notably including commentators' reactions. Uh, and then we have shitcan. <laughs> To forcefully throw a wrestler from inside of the ring to the floor outside through the ropes. Then we got the word shoot. Uh, when a wrestler or personality deliberately goes off script, either by making candid comments or remarks during an interview, breaking kayfabe or legitimately attacking an opponent. Hmm. We have shoot style, a, pro- a style of professional wrestling that Originates in Japan, shoot style wrestling employs stiff strikes, realistic submission holds, and occasionally a round system or other specific rules and ways to win in attempt to give professional wrestling a legitimate sports-like feel. Um, Sutoro Sayama. And Maeda. In the UWF and Takata in UWF popularized the style. The signature move is a move a wrestler performs for which the wrestler is well-known. Also, a term used for a special move done is their finisher. A slow burn is a storyline that develops over a long period of time. A smark is short for smart mark. Someone who has inside knowledge of the wrestling business but is not speaking for their own personal experience with the business and has typically obtained that knowledge through the dirt sheets often used as a term of decisions for know-it-all fans. They should keep their opinions to themselves. Exactly. Smart is the term having inside knowledge of the biz wrestling business originally used to refer to those who were aware of the existence of kayfabe and the scripted nature of professional wrestling. The act of teaching someone inside knowledge of the wrestling business is referred to as smartening someone up. So, you know, in a way back in the old days, a lot of guys worked their first bunch of matches without being smartened up. And moving on to the letter P. We have paper, and this is to give out free tickets to an event to make it look uh, better attended than it otherwise was uh, been, or would have would have been. Excuse me. And next we have parts unknown. I think we did that. Yeah, we did that. A vague fictional location billing a wrestler as being from parts unknown rather than the, being from their real hometown or another actual place is intended to add to a wrestler's mystique. In some territories, the phase commonly was applied to mass wrestlers in the post kayfabe era. It is used less and less and usually with certain uh, errors of levity. Sometimes wrestlers can haul from other similarly abstract places. For example, Stardust being built from the fifth dimension or Damien Demento being built from the outer reaches of your mind or may have their location simply omitted from the introductions, such as the cases of Big Show and Braun Strowman. Hmm. And then we move on to the payoff is the culmination of an angle or storyline with the intention of providing gratification for the fans typically involves a face finally overcoming a dominant heel. I think we did these. Yeah. Billy okay. Pop, yeah, Pilmanize, yeah. Pilmanize. We must okay. be on O then. 
We must be on O. Did we do Pipe Bomb? Yep. Yes, we did. We did that. Santo, Santino. Poaching? Poaching? Yes, poaching. Yep, we did that. Yeah, we did Policeman, too. We did too. Policeman. Okay, we did Pop. Potato. potato powdering. powdering? Did we do Powdering? Yep, yep. Program? Yep. Protected, yes. A pure yep. wrestling, okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I think we're on O. Are we? Yes. I thought I said P. Oh, no, O, P, Q. So it's, we're, there's no Q, so we're on R. R, okay. And now we are we on R. Wrestling. Yeah, we, we did wrestling. Keep going up. I, I'll remember. If hmm. you don't. We really um, how to work. Yeah, we did that. V, T. Botch match. Yeah, we did the botch. Did we do we yeah, we do sabotage and screw. screw. Yep. Shoot style. Yep. So we must be on T then. Could must you stop, be, man. You, you I, stopped I, at the end of one before you started the next Yeah, time. I thought I was going to get done. T's? We didn't get to T's. No, this is, a, this is where we're okay. at right here. And now we move on to the letter T. Tease is to indicate a turn. A face teases a heel turn if they can start exhibiting heel behaviors. And a heel indicates a face turn if they start exhibiting face behaviors. And then we move on to technical wrestling, a style of wrestling focused more on holds, takedowns, submissions, and grappling. Uh, and then we move on to the technician, a wrestler who employs or masters so-called technical wrestling style. Uh, Bret Hart is commonly cited example of a great technical wrestler. And then we have the Titan Towers Ooh. for WWE's corporate office in Stanford, Connecticut. And the Titan Tron is a video screen above the entrance stage area used for show entrances, videos, backstage segments, promos, and the match in progress for audience members seated too far back from the ring. That's a play on, a play on the name on Sun, Sony's Jumbotron and Titan Sports and then parent company of the World Wrestling Federation. The Titan Tron was introduced as a part of WWF's Raw set in the mid-1990s. Uh, the concept has been adapted by other major promotions, such as World Championship Wrestling, which used uh, Turner Tron, mm -hmm. which used the, uh, it was sometimes called Nitrovision. They even have a small one at the arena. So whoever goes there, they put their graphics on the screen. Right, everyone has one now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then comes the transitional champion, a short reigning champion who serves to move the title indirectly from one wrestler to the third. Uh, they are usually used when the title is to be moved between two faces to avoid requiring them to wrestle each other, to avoid barring one to save the matchup for a bigger show, or more rarely when the wrestlers refuse to work with each other. That's Iron Sheet comes to mind. Um, Stan Stasiak comes to mind. Um, there's been a couple of them, but it's more like back in the past. It's not as much now, I think. You know, right. but there was definitely some real, you know, really strong ones that, you know, like I said, Iron Sheik, um, a couple of guys, Stan Stasiak, Ivan Koloff was another one. Right. And then we have the turn is a, a switch in alignment of wrestlers' characters. Turns involve a wrestler going from face to heel or vice versa. There are two types of turns. The hard turn, which occurs 
quickly and acts uh, as a surprise device. And the soft turn, a gradual shift in character, transitioning from a face into a heel is called a heel turn, and the opposite is called a face turn. You notice that used to happen a lot in tag team matches. You know, there'll be a little miscommunication, then the guy would turn his back when the other guy came to tag him. And then right. And boom. There goes. And then we have the tweener, a morally ambiguous wrestler who is neither a face nor heel, an in-betweener. Also sometimes described as a heel who is usually cheered on as a face who is usually jeered, uh, especially when two faces or two heels face each other. I think Stone Cold was like the biggest, one of the biggest ones or one of the first ones. So they say see anti-hero. So that's kind of like the the same as an Mm anti-hero. Then we have the letter U, which only has one word, unified. So the state of two or more championships when they are merged into one champion. And then we have the letter V and the word vacant. Uh, the state of a championship belt not held by any wrestler. Yep. And then the term valet, who is a person, usually female, who accompanies a performer to the ring, usually serves to titillate or agitate the crowd or it, to interfere in a match. Hi. <laughs> yeah, the valets were, um, in the old days, Gorgeous George was one of the first ones to have a valet. And she right. used to spray him with what looked like a bug sprayer, but supposedly had like flower scent in perfume it. and stuff. Yeah, perfume, right. Yes. Right? And then we have the vanilla midget, a derogatory term created by Kevin Nash to describe wrestlers who are good in-ring workers but believed to be too small and boring to ever succeed on a large stage. I think that was when the Malenko and Guerrero and those guys showed up in WCW. That was how that started. Well, when you're seven foot tall, you could call anyone a midget. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. That's, that's a jerk. These people that are tall, yeah. what do you think they cornered the market on being the best person in the world? Right, just because they're tall. Yeah. And then we have the vignette. Any piece of video footage featuring characters or events which is shown to the audience for the purpose of entertainment or education. Uh, yeah? yeah? Edification. Edification, Edification, usually meant to introduce a a debuting character to uh, get a wrestler over before their TV wrestling debut or to signify an impending return. Yeah, you know what used to bother me all the time? When these cameras started being in the locker room and catching these supposedly private conversations, like, it's so stupid. Right. They they just wanted to switch things up and try to be different, but it's just dumb. And then we have the visual fall, which is a pinfall that the re- the referee does not see, but the crowd does. And it usually is followed by a late kick out when the referee eventually sees the pinfall and starts counting. It is used to heighten the drama of a match by showing that the pinning uh, wrestler has done enough to win by pinfall and then usually doesn't. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good false finish. Uh, And then W, we have the word work. And work being a noun is uh, anything planned to happen or rationalize a lie. The opposite of a shoot. Number two is a verb. It's used to methodically attack a single body uh, part over the course of of a match. Yeah, work my own. An entire angle, uh, setting up an appropriate finisher. 
as a verb, it's to deceive or manipulate an audience in order to uh, elicit a desired response. Or we can work each other. I could tell you something and, and hold the truth back and then tell you later. Exactly. It work. It's a lie. <laughs> exactly. And then we have worked to shoot the phenomenon of a wrestler seemingly going off script, often revealing elements of out of universe reality, but actually doing so as fully planned part of the show. A notable example of a work shoot is CM Punk pipe bombing promo on June 27th, 2011 episode of Monday Night Raw. Wow. Uh, and then we have the word worker. Another term for professional wrestlers often used in the context of describing in-ring skill levels. He is a good, bad worker. He's a good worker. He's a good little worker. Right. And some of them are bad. (laughs) Then we have work rate. The in-ring performance level a wrestler puts into their matches judged by a combination of skill and effort. A wrestler considered talented in-ring has a high work rate. Yeah, I never really liked that term. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so, and the wrestler's court is a term used often to describe kangaroo courts held backstage mm-hmm. with a congregation of wrestlers. This is often used to settle backstage disputes and transgressions between performers and sometimes staff such as writers in the WWE. Uh, the Undertaker is known as being the judge, jury, and executioner, and JBL, the prosecuting attorney. Wow, wow. what a choice of wrestlers court during their full-time tenures in the company. Punishments for those found guilty often included the purchase of the night's alcohol or rental cars or being harassed by JBL to diddle your ass in a shower. Yes, yeah. so, I'll <laughs> take the rental car. Right? I don't want to pay yeah, for right? Uh, and then we have uh, the words write off, write off television uh, to book an angle or match as to explain in kayfabe wrestlers uh, upcoming and usually inconvenient absence, usually in the form of being injured. Yeah. Okay. And X, ah, the X division. So they actually have something with X. A high-flying, high-risk, fast-paced style of professional wrestling, which was originated in total nonstop action wrestling. I don't think so. Rather than emphasizing the fact that most wrestlers who perform this style are under 220 pounds, 100 100 kilograms, uh, by calling it cruiserweight division, they decided to emphasize the high-risk nature of the moves that these wrestlers perform, removing all restraints uh, were placed on its wrestlers, allowing them to perform almost stunt-like wrestling moves. And it had the X of ring ropes above the ring. Right. There was another set of ring ropes making an X, and I think that's how they came up with that. And then we have the X signal, a signal used by referees during a match to indicate that a wrestler is unable to continue and may need medical attention. The referee will cross their arms and, if necessary, point to the injured wrestler. Since many fans are aware of the significance of the signal and with referees often now having directed communication with producers backstage, it is now sometimes used in a kayfabe fashion to sell a storyline. Of injury. Um, the X-Pac heat. This is a new one. Yeah. When 
when fear when fans jeer at a wrestler because they dislike the wrestler's personality as opposed to the character he or she plays in the ring, named after Sean Waltman, known as the X-Pac, who was believed to have overstayed his welcome by some fans, and so was jeered regardless of whether he was a heel or a face character. Uh, compare it to Go Away Heat. Hmm. I, I never knew that of Sean. No. It's with you. I, I always thought he was a favorite. Still is for some yeah. people. And why we have the young boy or the young lion. Yeah. A rookie, particularly in Japanese professional wrestling, the term young lion is used for trainees from the New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo, although they usually perform at NJPW shows, typically on the lower card. They are also assigned other tasks such as security around the ring. It almost so they, sounds like a green boy. Yeah, a little you bit. Know? But in Japan, you know, that's just yeah. paying your dues. Yeah. Um, and then we have the word zabata. What the hell is it's that? It's a term for arbitrary and as yet undefined tool intended to fill a hole in a match or an angle. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's we're old. That's yeah. That must be new to us, man. Yeah, because so, this has happened all in the last few years, and we have been you know, in the locker rooms listening to this crap in quite a while. So exactly. So as some of these terms might be newer ones, but uh, we are through part two yes. of wow. the language of professional wrestling. So uh, yeah, it, it was something to learn. It's a lot oh, of new terms what? that we've never what heard of. What happened to the office? Right. The office. Give me, you, yeah. There's you know, actually there's a lot of terms that were not in there and we'll look them up in the future. Maybe yeah. we can get back to them because they actually skipped a few things. We've reject down some stuff ourselves to, to educate. Don't forget to give me the office when you want me to get the blade out. Exactly. So uh, hoping everyone enjoyed part two of the lingo of wrestling, the, lang the language of wrestling, Carney and whatnot from A to Z here on Wrestling Rewinds Wrestling Archives. And uh, be sure to join us back next Sunday on YouTube on Monty and the Pharaohs Network. Uh, we'll be here every Sunday. Keep coming back, please. Rewind. Yes, rewinding you, bringing you back in history so you learn all your lessons. Uh, so please join us back for myself, the Virgin Princess Angel, and my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. Have a great night and a great life. Bye.